everybody. It's in the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside, as always, Ryan Frederick. And uh, first off, I want to thank you all for listening and for uh, make sure you subscribe to whatever uh, you're listening to this on, whether it be, you know, Apple Music or Spotify, or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you found us. Uh, so, uh, subscribe and also leave a uh, a nice five star review. It really helps out the network and uh, raises our profile and helps keep this thing going. And uh, if you haven't already, also consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon, patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media. We've got all kinds of uh, stuff and mostly pro wrestling, but there's some boxing, some MMA. Uh, we've even got some written uh, stuff that we've recently started doing and, uh, you know, maybe more to come. So, um, you know, that just comes in your email if you subscribe to the Patreon. So uh, it's a bunch of cool stuff. But uh, Ryan, uh, this could be a short show. We had a we had a uh, fight night from the Apex that we're going to look back on and not nothing else that happened this past weekend and nothing going on this coming weekend with it being... Uh, christmas uh in in uh north america well everywhere um there's uh you know there's some there's some stuff next week but uh, nothing nothing at all really in the next like, <laughs> not not much next week either so no no i mean you got the bellator rising show and cage yeah. warriors and then yeah, we've we've pretty much hit the equivalent of a ufc off season if there ever is one <laughs> pretty much and it's funny the way they worded it on the broadcast they're like they said oh as as we do every year you know we're, we'll be off we'll be taking our annual hiatus or something like i think is how we put it yeah i don't know how they put it. maybe they said vacation or something something like yeah it was brendan uh, at the end of the broadcast yeah. did you did you stick around <laughs> till the very end of the show on yes i uh, did yeah, that was pretty cool, eh? The the yeah, the, the thing the, they did at the end with the, the highlights, little and highlights, highlights from the year and year yeah. and all that. You know, Brandon Fitzgerald basically saying, "All right, it's ESPN Bowl season. See you when that's over with." Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and that's pretty much it. Like <laughs> that's what I it is. Yeah, <laughs> the next game is after the championship, I believe. Yeah, the next um, UFC is not till yeah the fourteenth. You know, right? And the, I think the championship is when the week college before. is over. Yeah, yeah, so the ninth. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's the ninth because it's usually the Monday. Second Monday of, of yeah. January. So yeah. They return yeah. on a tough on a tough day head to head with the first two games of the NFL playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, and it's not like before where you know they, they those would play into each other like they used to have when they were on Fox. Yeah. Um they're in direct competition. But uh you know it's UFC, so they'll get their fans and they got their money anyways, so <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, we had a show. It was, uh, it was not a bad show. It was, you know, not the best one of the year. It's certainly nothing close to the worst of the year. Just, you know, it was there, uh, kind of, I'd say almost right in the middle if, if I yeah. was really, really <laughs> thinking about it. Um, but the main event was kind of, kind of sucked. I mean, it was, I mean, it was skillful and, you know, and, and it had its moments and everything, but it was a very, very close fight. Uh, between Jared Cannonier and uh, and Sean Strickland, and uh, you know it's it's funny because depending on who you talk to, you know I'm sure some people think that Sean Strickland got robbed. Um, others, you know, that know what they're talking about, just realize that it's a close fight. It could have gone either way, but it's very rare that you will see three scorecards where they're all 49-46, but one is the other way, and. I mean, I I thought like going in that it could have been fifty forty five either way. Like I didn't think it would be, but I wouldn't have been surprised if it was because depending on what you were looking for, you got it. Um, you know, Strickland seemed like he was more active 
for most of the time, but but and also had better defense. But Cannoneer was landing the harder shots. And I mean, in the activity, when I say Strickland was more active, it wasn't like significantly more active. It was just like a little bit more active. And he did get a takedown in the first round, um, which he didn't really do anything with. And whenever they, I, I don't even remember if they clinched anything any other time besides that. But, you know, it, it seemed like Strickland would kind of gotten, you know, maybe the octagon control. You know, he was kind of leading the way, but Cannoneer was you know, he, he was after him and it was just, neither guy could really get anything going. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of, it was there. I mean, there's not much else I can say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 511 UFC fights this year. And when not you know, the 511th was probably the absolute closest fight of the year. And yeah. When it, comes to, yeah. when it comes to like trying to figure out who, who won and, uh, you know, you got to go back to the three D's: damage, dominance, duration, or as as I call it now, damage slash impact. And I yeah. think Cannoneer very clearly was was the benefactor of all all three throughout. I thought I thought this fight, uh, you know, it was super close. Yes, yeah. I thought one, rounds one and five were like the only definitive rounds, kind of, pretty much, and uh, they were cannoneer rounds and two three four really could have gone either way razor thin rounds on both i think cannoneer me i had it 49 46 for cannoneer gave him rounds one two four and five i thought he did more damage in two and four and three there really wasn't any damage landed by either and i thought strickland you know he landed more significant strikes in that round i thought just being a little bit busier you know won him that round but uh, i mean but but, uh, you know, a lot of those shots that Cannoneer was landing, especially like leg kicks, I think leg kicks were really like the biggest yeah. difference yeah. difference in it. And I think people were not realizing and not listening to actually how hard those were hitting, you know, and that's when you factor in the damage slash impact thing, yeah. thing over it. I think a lot of that was more than because Strickland, yeah, he landed more and, you know, he technically landed more significant strikes, but a lot of that was just like short jabs that really weren't doing any, anything to Cannoneer. So, so yeah, super close fight. I'd have to watch it. I haven't watched it a second, second time. I don't really have the, it really didn't feel like a fight that I had a desire to watch for a second time right away. Right yeah. away, and obviously with you know so much going on this time, this time of year outside of fighting, you know, just just don't have the time to do do so. And it's just, but I mean, I thought Cannonier won the fight. I think majority, I think about every the vast majority of people thought Cannonier won the fight. Yeah, uh, you know the the Twitter, I'm looking at the, MMA the Twitter discussions. mob didn't yeah. didn't think didn't think Cannonier won, but I think you know Strickland's got got that kind of attitude and personality and says stuff that kind of kind of feeds into that really sick subsection of MMA yeah. Twitter that they, and they support them. So who knows, but I, you know, I thought Cannonier did, did everything he needed to do to win the fight there. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's about 65%. And I would say about 75% of the people had it 48, 47, uh, one way or the other, which I mean, just goes to show you how close it was. Um, you know, the majority of the 49 46 scores went to Cannoneer. There was one person I had 50 45 for Cannoneer. So, just like I said, I, I thought that if a 50 45 was announced, I thought Strickland would think it was his, but I would think it was Cannoneer's. Like, and you could tell the way Strickland was reacting. Like, he thought he won all five rounds, I think, um, you know, just based on, you know, volume. But, 
a lot of times I'm glad you brought up the leg kicks because a lot of times um, people like judges sometimes don't even really factor in, although they've gotten better over the years um, at doing that. But unless like a guy gets, you know, like severely compromised from the leg kicks, they tend to, they tend to look more at the headshots. Um, but I mean, even with the headshots, Cannoneer was doing more damage because Strickland was beat up by the end and Cannoneer barely looked like he had a scratch on him. So, um, you know, if you looked at it in that sense, like if you just kind of, you know, at the end of the fight, say, okay, who won the fight? I think you would say Cannoneer. Like, you, you know, you just without scoring, you know, just, okay, who do you think won that fight? And you would say Cannoneer because you look at the two guys and you just kind of think back about how it went and everything. And, and yeah, there was a, there was a few times when he would nail him with a hard leg kick and Strickland would like, you know, kind of take a step back and, and, you know, shake it off. And I think one time when he went back to the corner, he was limping a little bit, changed stances a few times. That's usually a pretty good sign that the leg kicks are working. So yeah. Yeah. I think, I think as the years have gone by and they've put more, emphasis on the damage slash impact part yeah. part being a big thing i think that's when the leg kicks have really started factoring in more over the years on that part yeah but it's funny that you know like you said you were getting some hate on twitter and that meanwhile like they didn't i don't think they show i think i saw i saw your score go up at the end of the second and you had you'd said uh close round strickland takes that one i've got it 19 the third the third oh the third, the third yeah so you had it 29 28 yeah, uh, Strickland or Cannoneer? Cannoneer. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, and a lot of people had a twenty nine, twenty eight Strickland after the third. So that's that's where you would be getting the eight. But as you've said before, you know, and I've been the I'm usually the one that gets this, but I wasn't watching live. But I get people, you know, they always show my score when I'm like the dissenter because that's what they like to do. So, but in this case, I think they only showed two, and, then, and yeah, well, and, and, and yours everything. was one of them. And everything was cannoneer that they were show, showing throughout, which is crazy because everybody, yeah. all the media people that I follow, follow on Twitter, which are generally the ones that are on the on the screen, everybody had it for cannoneer. I didn't see a single yeah. media person that I follow that had to fight for Strickland at any point. No, I, the ones I'm looking at, um, you know, there's a guy from Bloody Elbow, uh, three from Sherdog, um, MMA Mania, and uh, Combat Press. Those are the ones that had it for Strickland. But, yeah, all the people that, yeah, I know, like, you know, Scott Fontana, Drake Riggs, Sean Sheehan, you know, Matt, Nick Matt, Baldwin. Matt Well, Matthew Wells, yeah. Yeah, Matthew Wells, another one, yeah. And uh, Shaquille Majuri from CBS Sports, who shows up every <laughs> once in a while. His scoring's sometimes kind of weird. He had it 50-45 Cannoneer, which, again, you know, I'm – Not I'm a bad score, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I would say, you know, like I, I don't have a hard time – finding a couple of rounds at strickland one honestly and and i think yeah. if you watched it back you you would find like they you may even find it was closer than you think but i i also think that it was pretty clear that cannoneer won yeah so uh, i was surprised that they all the scores were 49 46 so that's yeah. the only thing i'll say but um i mean again in a really close fight i mean you could be 50 45 you know and you yeah. just be one guy's just a little bit better um in you know in all five rounds doesn't mean he dominated the fight you know like a 50 45 would sound it just means that uh you know the judges are scoring properly and they and they gave you know the, the round the way they should have so going in um we had said that we had hoped that or we wished that this was like three rounds and the co-main would have been uh five rounds as it turned out i think it might have been better off the way it was in a way because um, the co-main Armand Sarukian, um, you know, won a unanimous decision over Demir Ismagulov, and and this fight wasn't particularly close. 
Um, it was, you know, Sarukian just kept taking him down and holding him down. The one thing I will say in a fight like that, normally, like you would think about it, you look on it on a paper and say, oh, you know, the, you know, one guy just taking him down and holding him down and keeping him there is going to be like the most boring fight to watch. I didn't find that at all. And I found like when I would watch, when, when they, whenever I would look at the time, like I couldn't believe how, how much time had passed had passed and like that that the fight was just flying by like you know and and um and and like the thing is like even though Sarukian was taking him down and holding him down like Ismogloff never stopped trying to get up and he get up a few times and then Sarukian would just drag him back down again and kind of ragdoll him a bit but you you kind of always had the sense that if Ismogloff could just kind of get in gear he might actually be able to do something like this was just Sarukian had a great game plan and and Ismogloff didn't have an answer for it really yeah, quick spoiler alert. Sarukian oh. is actually one of my three stars on the night because oh, I was just sure. so super impressed with yeah. with just I mean, Ismagulov is him and Sarukian are probably, you know, outside of Makachev, which you can't really put Makachev in this, but those two are probably the two most avoided guys at yep. 155 right now. Like nobody wants to fight either one of them, which is why they ended up having to fight each other each other, even though they I think they have the same managers, same manager, and they sometimes train together at America Top Team. Top Team, they talked about how Sarukian didn't get to finish his camp at ATT like he normally does because Ismagulov was there. Was there so? Uh, but uh, Sarukian just perfect game plan, and Ismagulov, I think he, I don't know how many fights he had won in a row, but that's a that was a long win streak. I, I think, think it was, was nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that's an impressive. Anytime you beat a guy who has who's on a win streak that long, yeah, and is undefeated in the UFC, like that's a great showing. And Sarukian just he won all three rounds, and his grappling looked absolutely fantastic. He was even really good on the feet. Just, just such a well-rounded fighter, fighter. And you know, I, I think he might fight for a title next year. That's a, you know, that's just you know, well, I maybe, mean, he, maybe. He, he, Maybe it's hard to get it's hard to get title shots, especially when yeah. you have a champ that will only fight twice a year. Twice especially a year, when so. it's in that division where you got so many big names, mm-hmm. you know. But like he all, should be he should be fighting in Oliver or Benio Darius next. Uh, I'd I'd love to see him in Darius. Yeah, that'd be that, great. That, <laughs> yeah. Put that as a as a five round fight at the you know at the apex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or in you know if they go back to. Um, they go back to Saudi Arabia. That'd be a good fight for there. Well, not Saudi Arabia or Abu Dhabi. Um, Abu Dhabi, yeah. I don't know. Those are two different either. countries. I know. I don't know why I said Abu Dhabi, but <laughs> I, I, or Saudi I know, Arabia. I know. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people say like, oh, Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia, same thing. It's like, no, those no, are not even two close. different, yeah. two different countries with two different idealisms. So. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of idealisms, uh, our, our friend Amir Al Bazi uh, didn't get a lot of fans in the yeah. last fight so uh but uh oh, so, so speaking of your three stars then um i mean you already gave us one but uh who are your other two am i uh, so yeah armin surrogate my second one and i don't usually do this to 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 i usually don't give guys who win decisions yeah you know my stars but i'm actually going to a second person who won a decision and that's manel cop i mean oh, yeah. he just looked that Ar- that Kamura he had at the end of the first round, I don't know how David Dvorak didn't tap 
from that. That no, looked just no. disgusting, disgusting. And then Cop just was just blowing him out on the feet in the second round. I thought he could have finished him in the third round if he actually tried, but Cop was just basically kind of showboating and coasting through that third round. But but I've been high on Cop. That's his third straight win. I've I thought he's you know a potential champion. At 125 pounds, and this this was his best showings thus far, and he's got some real real momentum heading into heading into next year, and I think you know he could be right in the title mix by the end of next year. And uh, my third star, I'm gonna go Drew Dober, just because him and yeah. Bobby Green had yeah, one hell good. of a fight. Like yeah. that fight was just absolutely fantastic, just just beating the shit out of each other. And Bobby Green looked so fantastic through the first two and a half. Two or two and a half rounds, and then Dober just caught him with that left hand, and you don't see Bobby Green get knocked out like that very often. I think the last time, last time he got knocked out was Dustin Poirier way back at UFC 199, and just uh, yeah, just, and the way that they both reacted afterwards, like afterwards, or we talking yeah. about how great that fight was to each Bobby other. Green, like three minutes after getting knocked out, was yeah. that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just like those guys are just, just so Insane. great. So, and Drew Dover, man, he, he might be one of the most underrated fighters at 155. Hell, him and Sarukian next would be great too. So, I think, who did he so, call out that was like, uh, everyone uh, was like shocked that, you know, because nobody called that person out. I can't remember. God who damn it, was. it. I can't yeah, remember. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Because I think I actually didn't even hear it, to be honest. I remember them saying, oh, nobody calls that person out. And then I was like, I should have just rewound it to listen. But Yeah, let me try to find out real quick. Yeah. While you're going. Let me try to find out while you go through. Yeah, those were good picks, though. I would have picked Drew Dober if you didn't. So Uh, I will say that I would have picked Amir Albazi um, for his fight performance. But um, I can't after his post-fight promo. Um, I'm disqualifying him. Uh, from getting my third uh, thing. So you went with somebody that got a decision and I'm actually going to pick two. And I guess you did too uh, with uh, Armand, but uh, Renat uh, Fakradinov and Brian Battle, like uh, this was like, uh, if you missed the prelims, this was like a kind of a more dominant version of the Sarukian Ismagulov fight where he was just taking him down, like, you know, but doing more damage. And, uh, you know, he even got a couple 30-25s, which you never see. Honestly, this could have been 30-24. But Brian Battle just wouldn't give up, and he was, like, going for submissions. And, um, you know, and just, like, I think Brian Battle actually learned a lot in this fight, and he's actually going to be a better fighter coming out of it. But Renat schooled him. And uh, and he's he's going to have some big fights coming up after this because uh, he's he looks like a killer at at 170. Um, my other uh, decision guy is going to be another welterweight, uh, Matt Semmelsberger and Jake Matthews. Matt rocked Jake Matthews, and I thought he finished him in the first round. Like Jake Matthews looked like he was out, and then you know the ref just let it kept kept let it let it ugh, let it keep going, and Jake Matthews kind of got his bearings again. But then every time Semmelsberger like tagged him, he he rocked Matthews, and and it was like every round, you know, the first two rounds was like he had like the one moment where he you know rocked him, and and it was enough to win the whole round, and then in the third round he just you know no no question that that. That he uh well i guess a couple judges gave matthews the third i suppose but mccarthy gave it 30 27 but i just thought really really good performance from matt Semmelsberger um to, to beat a guy like jake matthews and then my third star as much as it pains me to say i have to go with bruce leroy who uh knocked out my boy juicy J 
first round, three minutes and four seconds. Caceres was has was like seemed like he's a five hundred fighter for like the longest time, and he's now like on the best run of his career where he's won what is it uh, one two three four five six of his last seven fights. Um, you know, with uh, you know, like not huge names, but not you know not uh, jobbers either, like Stephen Peterson, Chase Hooper. Um, Sung Woo Choi and now Julian Arosa, like he's another guy that, uh, you know, is probably, you know, getting pretty close to, you know, breaking into that top 15, although it's a real tough, tough featherweight division. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, a lot of guys we could have gone with, um, you know, there's, there's a few people that got finishes that I didn't pick, you know, said Said Nurmagomedov and Mikhail Ola, just cause I didn't want to say his name, Ola Kajic. <laughs> Uh, and then, like I said, uh, Amir Albazi, just because I I didn't like his post fight promo. Um, did you figure out who Drew Dober called out? Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> funny. Like I, no reason why not to make that fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think Turner's ranked ahead of him now. Yeah, Dober's Dober's going to be back in the lightweight rankings. You, you know, when they when the official ones come out, I think they're going to. They'll come out by the time you listen. You listen to this, but yeah. he he's been in the top fifteen in mine for a while. Anyway, anyway, but I think Turner's ranked ahead of him, and Turner's one of those guys at one fifty five too that that nobody at the top kind of wants to yeah. fight right now. So yeah, yeah, might as well do it. Um, the um, I uh, my ROI picks didn't do very well uh, on this on this card, but uh, I went and what I did was I put uh, I put a hundred dollars on the Winnipeg Jets and at minus one point five against the Vancouver Canucks, that was paying double money. So I all the money I lost in UFC I made back on the hockey game. So well, that's good. good. For you. <laughs> yeah, just basically broke even, which yeah. I'm perfectly happy to break even. Um, okay, take us through the rest of this card. Okay, it started off with a bantamweight fight, Sergey Morozov, unanimous decision over Journey Newsom. Uh, this is this is an okay opener. Uh, Morozov, his grappling in the second and third rounds were the big difference. Newsom had a had a good first round where he was landing more on the feet feet, but yeah, solid solid win for Morozov. Then we had Manel Cop over David Dvorak, as I talked about. 3027, 3027, 29, 28. Then, as you talked about, Renat Fakhardinov, uh, unanimous decision with Brian Battle, 3025, 3025, 3027. Yeah, Fakhardinov, like, like you hate to say it, but he's going to be one of those guys that it's going to be hard to hard to find a fight for because I, I see a lot of people turning him down, especially after this showing. Granted, Brian Battle came in on like 10 days' notice, but still, still, that's a. That was a hell of a show for Fakhar Dinov. Now here's a fight. Here's here's a fight where we got to give some props to Rafa Garcia. Uh, he uh, yep. beat Ma- Mahasha Ma- Mahashate, however you say say the name. Yeah, thirty twenty seven across the board. But Garcia, I, uh, he had a huge cut open on the side of his head in the second round. Ra- second round, and it was so bad. The cut was so deep that it cut an artery. In his head. Oh and, uh, yeah, I and, he, about and, he, this. and he still yeah. it was he was a bloody mess through the second third round. This like, fight was, was it was just a horror scene scene for for all the blood. Like it was all over both guys, all over both guys. You couldn't get the cut to stop. Cut to stop. It was just bleeding throughout. I know there's a lot of wrestling fans that listen to yeah. this, and this was way bloodier than the Briscoes and FTR. Like this was this was insane. 
Yeah, the only the only difference is this was just one guy bleeding as one guy, to, but but they were both war, covered but, but in was, blood. But they were yeah. both covered in Garcia's blood, and cut an artery, which is bad. Yeah. Uh, Cub Swanson, who was in Garcia's corner, said that uh, it took the doctors two hours after the fight to stop the bleeding, and that Garcia had lost twenty percent of his blood. During wow. during during the saw, yet he went a unanimous decision thirty twenty seven across the board and looked really good in doing so. So, like Garcia, really, really, you know, I got to give him a fourth fourth star after, after yeah. that one. Yeah, that no, that's just, that's fair. Just enough. a battle through all of that, all that craziness, and win win all three rounds. All you know, well, actually, all nine rounds on the scorecards is fantastic. Then you had Bantamweight fight, Saeed Nurmagomedov uh, submitting Saeed Yokub Kakramanov. That was a fun one to do live coverage on. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, submission, oh, yeah. submission, second round with a, a ninja choke, as they called it. And then we had Matthew Simmelsberger, unanimous decision over Jake Matthews. That was a really good fight. They cap it off the prelims was Corey McKenna, uh, unanimous decision over Cheyenne Vlismos. Uh, McKenna just, just her her grappling and her striking was just the difference in that fight. And I thought she won all three rounds in my opinion. Then, uh, onto the main card, Mikhail Oleksajic, just a brutal knockout in the first round of Cody Brundage. So they went down to the mat and just some big shots from Oleksajic on top, finished it. Then you had lightweight fight, Drew Dober, knocking out Bobby Green in the second round. If you, if you watch anything, if you miss this card and you want to watch anything for a few minutes, watch this fight and then cap it off with the next fight, which is Alex Cusera's, uh TKO head kick over Julian Arosa in the first round. That was, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a clean kind of, it's been probably since Ed, Leon Edwards, since we've seen a clean head kick like that finish the fight. Just a great showing from Caceres. You had uh, Amir Albazi, the, uh, to finish Alessandro Costa in the third round. He looked great. His post fight comments weren't weren't good, but this is but as far as his performance, it was great. Then you had uh the two big fights, Armin Sarukian, unanimous decision over Demir Ismagulov, 30-27 across the board, and Jared Cannonier split decision over Sean Strickland. All right. And of course, this was from the Apex, so we have no gate, but the performance bonuses went to obviously Drew Dober and Bobby Green for uh, Fight of the Night, and uh, only two others uh, Alex Caceres and uh, Mikhail Olas Shajik for, uh, for Performance of the Nights for their 50,000. So, uh, actually, uh, yeah, so um, a rare time when someone got a 50K bonus but didn't get one of our. Uh, three or four stars. So, but uh, certainly a great performance from uh, Mikhail. We just didn't want to say his name. Um, so, uh, yeah, I have, no so, issues. I have no issue saying it. <laughs> eh, I didn't want to say it. No, I, I'm just kidding. No, I really like. I did feel that the um, those other uh, you know those decision wins. Sometimes decision wins can be impressive, and and they yeah. were in this case. So, especially I, when you're like in in big spots like Saruki and yeah. Ka. Cop war where it's like rank rank guys trying to get in the title mix, you know, and they have or or of, a guy like Renat who is yeah. you know coming up and fighting a you know a, a rising contender in Brian Battle that <laughs> yeah, you know but, like that's a that was a sneaky you know like big fight in you know for two prospects, yeah. um you know Battle eight and one and and Fakradinov twenty one twenty and two coming in and yeah so uh, you know that's a fight that you know like 
that you don't often see. You definitely don't see those kind of fights in boxing, but you do see them in MMA uh, more often. And uh, I always like seeing those and and then seeing if the guys can come back. And I think uh, at the end of that fight, um, they both, I think Battle said, uh, you know, we're going to do this again someday. And Renat's like, yeah, cool. You know, like, um, because I, I really do feel like the next time we see Brian Battle, he's going to be a better fighter because of what happened there. So, um, but we'll see. Um, all right. So uh, we, um, you said, because we don't have anything else to uh, to look at ahead or, or go back on, but uh, you said you wanted to have some quick discussion on MMA in 2022 and the direction things are heading in 2023. So I actually got something for you. And I don't yeah. know if you... Yeah. And I was kind of basing this on the fact that you were you're going through the year in with Josh Nason over yeah, yeah, on yeah. the observer side. I don't know how how far along y'all have uh, we've done recorded. we've done half. We've done yeah. half. So I, I I think we were gonna do the third one this week, but I think we're doing it next week. And then I'll do the fourth one the following week because then I'm going on holidays. So I have yeah. to get it all in before January tenth. Yeah. Um but uh I have a I we'll plug that uh you know at the end of this, but um, I have a question for you. Uh, I don't know okay. if you've seen this. Have you seen the betting odds for who will hold UFC titles in each division by the end of 2023? I have not. If you okay. have a link, send it to me. I will. I will. But um, but when uh, – and this is actual betting odds, but I don't want you to look it up right now because I want to ask you. Okay. Um, who – there are three fighters that are favored, like money line favorites, so you're getting negative money to bet yeah. on them. Uh that are favored to hold their titles at the end of 2023. Who do you think they are? Uh, are you talking about three champions right now who are three people that have titles right now that are favored? The only three fighters that are favored to hold their titles by the end of the year. Now that's not to say they aren't the betting favorites, but you're actually like in one case, one of the fighters is minus two fifty, So you're betting $250 to win a hundred. Okay. Um, and, and this is across every division, across every division, I uh, two say, men and one woman. I'll say that. Okay. I was about win. to, I was about to say it's the three women, but, uh, I would say one of them's Valentina Shevchenko. Nope. No. Wow. Yeah, she's plus one fifteen. So if you think Shevchenko is going to keep the title, put some money on it. Yeah. Uh, Talia Santos is actually plus two fifty. Uh, um, so. so, so I guess that would be Whaley, maybe. Yeah, Whaley's one. Uh, so who okay. are the two guys? Uh, is Volkanovski one of them? Volkanovski's one. Okay. And. Uh, don't think it's Naganu because I think John Jones would be the favorite there. Naganu is actually the favorite, but he but is. It's, it's but it's not. It's uh, you're getting plus money. You get plus. Oh, money you get plus money. Game. Okay, yeah. This is minus. Uh, yeah. Is it Makachev? It is Makachev. Yeah. Yeah. And he's actually the biggest favorite at minus one seventy five, and the next betting favorite is like Alexander Volkanovsky at plus five hundred. So wow. that that one is a big one. Now there is one fighter that is not currently a champion, uh, other than you know in the light heavyweight division, which is technically vacant. One fighter that's not currently a champion that's favored to be the champion at the end of the year. And who do you think that is? Kamara Usman. That is correct at plus two hundred. Yeah. yeah, and the next best one, I believe, I'm just double checking. Uh, there are a bunch of fighters at plus two fifty. Okay. Usman's two hundred. Two fifty is Talia Santos. Uh, Kamzat. What's, what's Adesanya? Adesanya is. Uh, oh, he's also plus two hundred. So he's yeah. the same as Usman, actually. Yeah, because so, those were the yeah. two that I was. Yeah. I was thinking, and I thought maybe Usman would have. Yeah. Better odds. Jones is plus two fifty. 
uh and uh do, 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 do. and yeah that's it um yeah there, and there's a bunch at like 300 350 so yeah i'll send you this link and you can have a look at it um but uh other than that like what what were you would you kind of have in mind as as this you know as far as this subject well i think uh next year 2023 as i talked about is a big year for ufc the ufc and the espn relationship oh yeah i heard they i heard they uh they already signed a deal <laughs> no, I mean John O'Ran was doing his I know. his prediction thing, prediction thing as he does as he does every year, and he always does like TV deals. Like he was, yeah, you know he you know there's a deals coming up, and UFC's ends in 2025. I don't know that they're going to be starting to negotiate next year. He he predicted they would would be starting to negotiate probably the end of the year. I would think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he said he was saying after Super Bowl. I would think middle of the year. Yeah. Because yeah, the thing that, about that's UFC, early. That seems well, early. the thing about it is UFC. They're trying to sell not only their their you know, their linear rights with the fight night shows. They're also trying to sell the pay per view rights. So you kind of when it, whenever it's coming down to both, like you kind of got to get negotiate negotiating early, especially as they're gonna they're gonna be a hot property. Like like I think they're gonna get. I honestly think they're gonna get close to a billion dollars combined for both. So I think ESPN would probably want think, to lock that up earlier than later yeah, because and think, you're – And I think I think they will resign with ESPN. Yeah. Well, I think that on the ESPN side, they would want to get, get it in early before UFC starts picking up momentum with the pay-per-views. Yeah. And so that's where if the Super Bowl thing comes in, like if ESPN comes and offers them like, you know, like doubling what they're getting now, for instance, like ESP or USV might say, okay, yeah, we'll take that as opposed to waiting till the end of the year when the price could go up. If, you know, they have another big year where they do, you know, like an average, like 500,000 buys a show. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they, they want triple what they're getting now. And, I, um, and I'll get into something, uh, something about this coming up here on a subject we're going to talk about here in a bit, here in a bit. But I do think like ESPN is kind of leaning on UFC to have a better year this year. But, oh, yeah. But do that way. Are you now when you say a billion, do you mean annually? <laughs> uh, billion a year. Yeah. Yeah, between pay per view and uh, and and thing, and they're getting. Like, I think they'll get close. I think they'll get. I think they'll get uh, eight hundred. I mean, because they're already at. They're getting like, like five thirty or something right yeah, now. Right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. They're getting close to six hundred, hundred by the end of the deal. End of the deal, and you have to, and they're go, they're going to go up. Like yeah, you know yeah. the the sports rights fees for these big properties: NFL, NBA, UFC, NASCAR. They're still going to go up. Any oh, chance? Uh, any chance Disney just tries to buy them? Uh, they had the chance. I don't yeah. think Endeavor's looking to sell because the, the the company's the company's worth too much money, and especially if they get if they get a deal where they're making a billion dollars a year, well, that's year what I mean. on their on their broadcasting, like the, like it's insane. Like like well, that I mean, if they're if they're getting a billion a year, I mean, you know, all of a sudden you're probably looking at twenty billion dollars. Yeah, to, to buy the company. Yeah, probably and, at, at that point, it, at that point, it's just too much. It's too much to. Yeah, to buy but then I mean, if they were offered twenty billion, maybe they take it. I mean, <laughs> they, they paid four. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think they could sell right now for ten. Yeah, and ten might ten's a bargain. Yeah, at this point, if they're going to get a billion a year, and they're probably going to sign like an eight-year deal, um, if they can. Yeah, so, um, you know, at six, least five, six to seven is what I would yeah. think. Yeah, at least five. And- you, you don't want to sign. You, the thing is, like six is six and seven is probably the sweet spot yeah. on these deals that for everything, for everything because you don't want to, 
you don't want to sign for too long because you could be leaving money at the table at the end. Yeah, well, and that's the, the thing. That's where, so ESPN wants probably wants eight, and UFC probably wants five. Yeah, so, so you know maybe settle on six or seven. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. So yeah, I mean that. Yeah, big year. I'm. Um, you know, we got this. We got you know in pro wrestling as well is is going to be. Uh, you know, they're going to be looking both companies, uh, WWE and AEW, looking to start negotiating probably in the new year. And and ESPN, you know, they could be a player in in that as well. And some of the companies that are looking at at those, you know, I mean, you could have you know TNT could could be interested especially if they do some sort of a you know streaming thing or they want to put it on hbo max or something and i'm sure netflix and amazon will will you know i'm ufc wants as many bidders as they can get yeah and and espn obviously wants to keep it so i mean everybody keeps talking about about all oh, the sports bubble is going to person like i don't know that it is going to anytime soon because if, when you just look at at yeah. the ratings uh, of the show of these shows, like every week, every day, every week, like like anything that sports really, even pro wrestling, like it's so yeah. valuable to to all these people all these- look at UFC and they and they look at the numbers and they'll see you know like oh seven hundred ninety thousand you know watched a fight night or you know like six hundred thousand watch the the pay per view prelims, but what they don't look at you know and, and then they think back to the days when they were doing two million on Spike, but that was a long time ago. And the other thing is their number, like they're always in the top five. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a, there was a the show a couple of weeks ago with uh, Stephen Thompson and Kevin Holland in the main event that was number one uh, for the night. It did uh, over a million viewers, I think. Um, the prelims, you know, did like eight hundred thousand. Um, it was you know yeah. an incredible number the for pre- for the UFC prelims for the last pay per view were third on the night and that was on ESPN two, which yeah. ESPN two never has anything in, in the top five except when it's UFC. And the, UFC, but the so. thing is they don't that also doesn't count the ESPN plus numbers. Yeah. And I think that. I think a lot of people are watching on ESPN plus. It, it does it, it doesn't. Yeah. And I think we're gonna eventually like cable is gonna end up turning to where where just about every station and I'm talking about Every station, you know, these true TVs and these other yeah. stations are going to have some sort of sport, sport program, sporting program on it eventually. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll have to. Yeah, yeah there's going to be it's, your cables is going to be one day. One day is going to be probably seventy percent news and sports. I think too that uh, we're probably going to get we're probably not that far away from even seeing ratings for some of these streamers. Like we already see it for uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I would. I mean, you know, ESPN Plus. Of, uh, yeah, on the Amazon Prime, a lot of people thought that NFL was making a mistake going going <laughs> to Amazon and it's doing something like 10, 11 million million yeah. viewers viewers every week. And these not only for, that, for but games that are generally not strong at all. No, but not only that, their eighteen to forty nine numbers are actually higher than yeah. they were on on cable. So the the overall numbers are down. Like the but the eighteen to forty nine, which is the key for the advertisers, uh, that they're actually up. So yeah. you know more. I think younger people are more likely to stream than they are to watch on TV. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you can watch on your phone, you can watch on your iPad. You know, you can you know you can watch on demand. Um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, this is uh, yeah. It's a very. I mean, every year has been interesting, but uh, this is a this is a big one coming. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, and then uh, and then another thing to look at, look into going into next year is, of course, scoring. 
you know, the, the judging yeah. and all that. And uh, I still think we need to keep an eye on this betting scandal situation. I think so too, because um, the, all the companies, you know, and, and we can, we can throw Bellator PFL one into this. Uh, they're all uh, in bed with the gambling companies yeah. and both the gambling companies and the, the, the promoters do not want any kind of irregularities in this betting. Um, so, you know, and, and, and these companies have, you know, billions and billions of dollars behind them. These betting companies, like they're richer than the, you know, the broadcasters in, in a lot of cases. And, uh, we'll, we'll get into more of this here in a couple of weeks, you yeah. know, when we do our year end awards and our look ahead to 2023, Yeah, 2023, it was just figured it was a little, yeah, no, it's good. This. Yeah. And if you wanna if you wanna hear about all the stories from the first half of the year, uh, head on over to wrestlingobserver.com. I'm doing a series right now with Josh Nice, and we got there's a pro wrestling uh, as well uh, that he's doing with uh, 12 different people. But the MMA is just me and him, and we do it every year, and it's free. So just uh, you know wherever you found this show, uh, just search FRW online or Wrestling Observer, and uh, you'll find uh, the. Uh, uh, Josh Nation's punch out and uh and and you'll see the shows that we did. Uh I think they've been dropped they dropped the last two Mondays. So same uh, day before ours uh does. And yeah, the uh, the one the one that covered April, uh, April to June we just dropped uh yesterday. Um as uh, as you're listening. So um all right, our question of the week, uh kind of in the same vein but a little more in the cage. Uh, what is the one fight you hope to see in the UFC in 2023? Um, I mean, there's a lot of them. We talked about I'm, one just just a few minutes. I'm going to let you answer this first because I okay. kind of got, got a I got kind of got a cheating answer for this. Okay. Um, gosh, uh, you know what? It, it, so it, when you say you want to see, is this like, see, yeah. is it a realistic or is this can I can I go out of the box? Any, any fight you hope to see. This, okay. this one, yeah. Um, if I mean you don't want to, uh, I want to want you to go too outside of the box. Well, I was like, you know, something like you know Ronda Rousey or something like that. But um, I, you know, and I'd love to see that, but I, I don't think that's what you're going for. Um, I, you know what, I will say a fight I want to see is here's an interesting one, and I think would be a really, really intriguing fight: um, John Jones and Cyril Gone. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's a fight I want to see. So, I, I'm sure if I if I had thought about it longer, and I probably should have because you sent me these notes a long time ago. Um, but I I, uh, I I was thinking about some of the other stuff before I I actually didn't think yeah. about this one. Yeah. yeah, I saw this question on on Twitter today, and I okay. answered it on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Sandu. Is his last name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the one asking it, but uh, I'm gonna give the same answer I gave on there, and it's a cheating answer, but but it's really, really, but it's but it's truthful, it and it's two people involved in it. John Jones versus anyone, and Conor McGregor versus anyone. It's just time to get these guys back, back, okay, in, back in action. Like I don't like at this point, it's like I don't care who they fight. Just this sport is so much more interesting when they're involved, involved in fighting, and it just feels so much bigger bigger and and really like as great as like as as great as some of the as this year was as far as fighting in events there just seemed to be like a spark almost kind of missing and i think it's just because those guys weren't around ever ever they add just some kind of spark 
that I mean they're the two biggest stars you know the promotion mm-hmm. has and they just add, it, it'd be like watching a whole a whole year of WWE without Roman Reigns like like yeah. you just kind of you just like there's just something missing missing and like it you know it just felt like there was something missing missing with neither one of those guys fighting again this year so just get these guys back and back and you know kind of you know at this point like like don't care who they fight it's been <laughs> almost three years since our yeah almost three years since we've seen john jones it's been a year you know you know july will be two years since we last saw mcgregor just let's get just get these guys back in and if you want me if you want me to really realistically answer the question uh conor mcgregor versus michael chandler <laughs> yeah that's a good fight so, and then, um, and then my cop out answer is always Jones Naganu because I've been talking about Yeah, that yeah. I mean yeah. I kinda like am I'm almost like banking that that one's actually happening already, even though it's not been announced. So yeah. I, I I didn't want to even say that one, but I if I'm honest, I probably want to see that one more than I want to see Jones and, and Gone. Um so I'm looking at some of the replies in the in that thing and yeah, someone else, Mikey Bats, who I think we both know, he said John Jones versus anyone. So similar to your answer. Uh so Pereira and uh, Izzy, uh, obviously, everybody wants to see I mean, that that's again. That's happening. So, so, yeah, Pimblet and Ferguson. I mean, that's a joke. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's, that might actually be super interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think Tony wins that still. Maybe. You know I mean, Maybe. <laughs> O'Malley and Cheeto. Actually, I almost answered that. Um, you know, I because I, I do want to see that fight again. Um, there's some other ones here. Yeah. Max Holloway and Arnold Allen. I think we definitely want to see that. Um, what are some of these other ones? Nunes, Shevchenko, three eh. McGregor, Chandler. Somebody said, Here, let me look at some of the quote tweets and see if there's any big names that answered this besides you. Uh, yeah, Ilya Tapuri and Patty. Oh, god, somebody doesn't like Patty. Uh, Comsat and Colby. That's super interesting. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good one. Um, Poyageshi too. Yeah, I mean that'll be November in in MSG. You can pretty much pen, pen that one in. Uh John Jones and Francis, obviously. Usman and Comzat. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see that. Um, you know, maybe at a catch weight, but um uh Aspinall and Gone. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely see that. Yeah. Uh Bo Nickel against anyone. Let's throw that in. I mean, I definitely want to see Bo Nickel again. Yeah. Uh, and uh Hill Blahovich, yeah. Uh, or t- yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of lot of good things. Uh, search them out. It's um, yeah, like Brian said, Chamatkar Sandu. Um, and uh, and yeah, he's got a lot of lot of interesting answers. He got a lot of traction off this tweet for yeah. a guy that uh, well, he's got ninety five thousand followers. I guess he's gonna get some traction. Um, I uh, but yeah, uh, good question, good question. And uh, thanks to uh, Chamatkar for uh, putting. It. Maybe I'll tag him in the. Uh, in the show, in the uh, when I tweet it out tomorrow. Um, all right, and uh, so we are. We have to talk about and uh, UFC 286 London. We I talked about this with you last week, didn't I? I asked, wasn't that my question of the week when I asked you what do you think will be the main event? Or am I making this up? I could swear I asked you this. It may have been, but there's been yeah. some there's been some stuff yeah. happening this week. Sure, yeah. Okay, so there's some rumors going around. You know, we all expect the we all expected when they announced UFC 286 for London on March 18th that yeah, that's Edwards Usman three. You know, everybody is given. 
there's some rumors that Usman is hurt and he's going to have hand surgery and that he's not going to be able to fight that day. So UFC 286 is still playing Leon Edwards title fight. There's a lot of talk. It's going to be Leon Edwards defending against Jorge Masvidal, which does not make sense because Masvidal has lost three fights in a row, three fights in a row. Row. He does not deserve a title shot under any circumstance whatsoever. But going back to what I was talking about with ESPN pay-per-view, there's a lot of pressure this year or for 2023 for UFC to step up the pay-per-view numbers because they were way down this year. Granted, it's impossible to match what they did in 2021. That was just such a ridiculous year. But this this is year four. 2022 was year four of UFC, UFC on ESPN with pay per view, and it was the worst year out of the four. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of pressure to pick him up. So that's why there's pressure to get John Jones back. There's pressure to get Conor McGregor back. There's pressure to have big buy rate shows. And and honestly, and you know, Masvidal, him and Colby did a bad, didn't do a great number. I can't say. We never got the actual numbers off of it, but I think it was because there's been no numbers. Well, it's below 400,000. We know that. It was, it was in the 375, 400 yeah. range. I know that much, somewhere in that range. Because you know. there was only one show this year where numbers came out. And, yeah, well, that was, a, that was what, the uh, Oliveira and Gaethje show, I think. Um, yeah, it was, it was in the series I just did with Josh. Um, I think it was well, the May show. Yeah, that was Oliveira Gaethje. Yeah, and that was yeah, it was four hundred thousand. Yeah, so, so so yeah, yeah. Colby and Jorge did just under that, which was disappointing. But I think a lot of it too, you know, there's it was a non-title fight. I think title fights make a huge difference. If there's a title on the line in that fight, it make a difference. But uh, yeah, but they still think Masvidal could be a draw and him in a title fight. And of course, there's that history of Edwards and Masvidal. It's back in London at the O2 where they had the infamous. Backstage yeah. fight, backstage fight where Masvidal landed, as he called the three piece in the soda on Edwards. So and those guys have been wanting to chopping at the bit, chopping at the bit. And there's been a couple fighters who kind of let it out, let out that Usman was hurt. You know, Stephen Thompson was one of them, one of them. So that's the rumor. That's the rumor. The rumor is Usman's out, and it's possibly Masvidal. If they don't go with Masvidal, I could be, I could see it being somebody else, but I could see it being possibly Stephen Thompson if he's able to go you know it's just but it's going to be edwards versus somebody because the whole point of putting that show that show on that day in london and having it be in a pay-per-view pay-per-view two weeks after another pay-per-view that's supposed to be a big show headline by john jones you know was for edwards to to fight that is an afternoon show in the u.s by the way yeah so uh oh okay so because i'm it'll be, i'm looking at yeah it's, it's still listed at 10 p.m eastern but yeah um, it's not now the uh the espn schedule if you go to if you go to the ufc or uh espn's mma section you go to the schedule and you look at 2023 and you look at that card it's scheduled for a 12 o'clock start for the programs okay. so, so you know what um this could end up working out well uh in a way because if if it is masvidal I mean, I think the show's you know still going to do fairly well because Masvidal's a big star, um, and Leon Edwards will be a bigger star if he beats Masvidal going into the rematch with Usman. Yeah. So the, I think there'll be more interest in this fight in the Usman fight if if he if he's coming off a Masvidal win, yeah. and if Masvidal happens to win and they go back to Masvidal Usman again, I mean, 
you know, Usman's going to be heavily favored, but that'll be a huge fight too. So yeah, here's here's the, like I said, this is just rumors. If it yeah, if it's if it's Edwards Usman three gets announced, that means there was nothing to the yeah. Usman hand injury hand injury. But if it's if it's Edwards Masvidal, that means yes, Usman Usman is injured and and that this was a ESPN call, not a not a real more than anything. Yeah. So they're um and they're they're gonna have to announce a, a main event. Uh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be soon, but probably before the next show. Um, you know, which would be yeah. You know, I, th- I think once you, I think once they return, yeah, they need to have main events set for both March pay per view shows. Yeah, like basically they need to have their main events for the first quarter. Yeah, um, you know, all, all for at least the pay- at, least, at least the pay per view main events. Yeah, uh, and we'll talk about one of the shows. Uh, well, actually, I guess we'll do it next. Uh, our our uh, news, um, and uh, the leading off the news is we, so when ESPN released their schedule, um, we noticed that missing was February fourth, um, and that was supposed to be the um, the South Korea uh, show, but it comes out that it's been postponed. Yeah, there's still a show on February fourth. It's going to be at the Apex now. Oh, of course it is. A headline headlined by Derek Lewis against Sergey Spivak. Uh, South Korea return has been has been postponed, and the main reason for the postponement is Chan Sung Jung hurt his shoulder again while training, so he was not going to be able to fight on the card. Thus, they were going to have to go with an out of market fighter headlining headlining the South Korea card, which they didn't think it would sell. Would sell, you know, you want the Korean zombie, especially if it was his retirement fight, you know, headlining that show. So they moved it. That's still planned for, it's still planned for this year. It's just a matter of time. Matter of time. And yeah, you say you, you chirp at the apex. It's, it's, it's the fallback option. In these yeah. Situations. Yeah. I mean, in these situations and, and on it, when they, when they start renovating it and they put the thousand seats in the seats in there and they turn it into the old, an old, old school Vegas venue. Maybe it'll, maybe things will be different. It'll be more, a little more lively. We'll see when that time happens, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and that, I mean, that is something definitely we can look forward to in, in 2023, hopefully. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is I remember during the pandemic when we would have these shows and I remember making the comment that I would look at the lineups and try to figure out, Oh, this would be a card in, you know, Brazil. This would be a card in, in Denmark or something, you know, based on the fighters that were on the card. And this one, I'm looking at it right now and it's all Southeast Asian fighters. Um, you know, so I mean, it's clearly, this was the card that was designed for South Korea. Um, and, uh, but you know, and hopefully they can time it out so they can go back there later in the year when all these same fighters are, you know, kind of in the cycle to fight again and, and they can get, uh, the, um, they can get Korean Zombie on the sh- on the card, and you know, obviously some of these other guys, K- Korean Superboy and Jiun Kim and uh, Tetsu, you know, uh, Lona Lukmanby. I know she's got a big name down there. Jun Young Park, and, you know, some other ones. So, uh, but yeah, so Lewis and Spivak. Uh, hopefully that happens. I know that was originally supposed to happen a couple weeks ago, and Lewis got sick and on the day of the fight and they couldn't do it. So he had the shits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it sucks that it's going to be, I don't know that that's true, but it's just probably like, so there's four fights now in the first three months, four shows in the first three months now at the apex, right? I think, or no three. And then one at the, um, well, no, there's uh, four, there's four now, the four, okay. Four now, the, the, uh, the January 14th and then the three fight night cards in February. 
Right, and then you've oh, you've got that one. Is it when is it March. the end of January or the end of March at the um, March eleventh? March eleventh. Uh, yeah, at the um, the week at before the, March eleventh at the uh, Virgin Hotel there, the old Hard yeah. Rock. So that'll be the week between the the the, the two London and the UFC and the Vegas shows. Yeah, between the yeah. two pay per view shows. Yeah, and then and then of course March twenty fifth in San Antonio. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, and, uh, so we've got a big fight for the Australia show canceled this week. Uh, yeah. Cost is an idiot. Yeah. Well, it's, it was announced today, Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa is off UFC 284. It's because Paulo Costa is an idiot. They announced the fight because there was at least verbal agreements on both sides. Uh, Costa never signed the bout agreement because it's supposed to be the last fight on his deal. And he wants a new deal. And that's basically, as simple as put it, he's not going to sign for another fight until he gets a new UFC contract. It's this we've seen these these situations happen. He doesn't, you know, he wants to secure to secure his yeah. future, and they're just not coming to terms to terms on a new deal. I think UFC. I think from what I heard, UFC wants a six fight, and I think Cost only wants like a three or four fight deal because he wants to be able to renegotiate. Renegotiate, you know, sooner. You know, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's 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 negotiation tactics. I know, I, mean, I know, but it I sucks don't know because now yeah, Whitaker's no. off the card, right? Like he's yeah, Whitaker's no completely off, Whitaker's completely off the card. So, yeah, yeah, that sucks. Now, so yeah, it sucks for the Australian fans, but uh, but yeah, this is this is why you get guys locked up to deals before you before announce you fights. announce fights like yeah. like obviously like there's some obviously there's some miscommunication between cost and his manager because because they at least when they announce this stuff they've at least had somebody say somebody from the camp say yes whether it was a coach a coach or a or a manager somebody has said yeah somebody has said yes they don't go in there without no's but it could be you know the coach or the manager saying yes without the fighter knowing. And then when the fighter finds out, it's like, no, I want a new deal before I fight again. You know, yes. I, I've told you this, you know, sometimes there's a lot of, you know, a lot of this stuff is just, yeah, just, just, there's just, I don't think everybody in a lot of these situations, I think it's just, everybody's not on the same page. So, I mean, we still got the two title fights for that yeah, show and we got a whole Whole whack Australian fighters fighting uh, on on the card as well. Get Dan so. Hooker on the card, and he'll be yeah. okay. Yeah, Dan Hooker, and um, you know maybe uh, yeah. I mean, there's it's already a pretty full lineup, so there, there's yeah. You just need that fight. But, but, uh, put Hooker and Moicano on there as a replacement for that, and you're fine. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you're the Booker. Um, actually, more more often than not, you are. Um, so. Anthony Smith is a backup for UFC 283. That's the Brazil card, right? Yeah, he so, said. I don't know that he's like uh, officially been de- designated by the UFC as a backup. As a backup, he said he's going to help Jamal Hill train for Glover okay. Teixeira. Teixeira. So, so, and he said he's going to fly down to Brazil and act like a backup. I mean, you know, That's, if he yeah. if he's been designated as one or not, I don't know. But he he's claiming he's just going down there. To be a backup, whether it's been designated or not, which is a good idea. You mean a good idea just to be be there in case something happens, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's it's smart and uh, yeah, and I mean it, you know, could be. I mean, some of the you know, like the really, I don't know for. I guess it's just like they're all good fighters, but you know these names are just getting less and less interesting. <laughs> you know, like to share, obviously everybody wants to see him, but Jamal Hill. I mean, he's a contender. He's got a great record. Man, I know you're not the biggest Anthony Smith fan, so 
No, I know I don't mind Anthony Smith, but you like I, him, but he, he reminds you of Baron Corbin. <laughs> well, that too. No, he's he's way more exciting than Baron Corbin. I just mean his look, like you know, he yeah. just kind of looks like Baron Corbin. But he's a like he's he's a gatekeeper. Yeah. You know, like I, I you know, I mean, he did. You know, he came very close. You know, he had a good fight with. Did he fight John Jones? Thought, thought yeah, he did, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a good fight with John Jones. And but I mean, it's just like when you see him on the card, it's just like okay, this is a fight night. <laughs> like this isn't a pay per view, um, you know. And, yeah, but. if you see him headlining, it's a fight night. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, exactly. He could yeah. be, he could be a good guy in a, in a third for fight, third. For yeah. Fight oh, yeah. Absolutely. Three. Yeah. And he, and you know what? He's he's got a sneaky good ground game, and uh, um, I mean, actually, probably not that sneaky. Um, and uh, but yeah, he's not much of a stand up fighter. He's he's good enough, but uh, the honestly, the fight I'm really. I was kind of hoping that uh, Paul Craig, you know, and I know he's, you know, he's lost his last fight and um, not. So did uh, Anthony Smith. Yeah. Well, there you go. And he's already on the card. You know, he's fighting Johnny Walker. So um, that, uh, you know, that to me is the one that I think by the time we get to fight night, like, well, I wouldn't say it's the one I'm most looking forward to because that'd be Figueredo Moreno. I saw a, a tweet the other day and I don't know. I can hardly tell sometimes if these are trolls or what, but. They basically said like the next four shows, and they were including this past weekend, um, all have a co-main that you would rather see as the main event. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that, um, but um, that that was what this guy thought. Next um, four shows, okay. So, yeah. Sarukian over Ismagula, Sarukian over Kim. Yeah, maybe uh, the the for, the show on the fourteenth. Uh, yeah, the co-main events, Jeff Neal against Shavkat Rachmanov. I think that's a better – I think that would be a better main event than uh, Imavov and Gastelum. And then you got Figueredo, Figueredo. Moreno and yeah. Tashiran Hill. I mean, obviously, Tashiran has to headline that, but – Yeah, yeah. I mean, the co-main's a better fight, yeah. Yeah, and then the next one after that – It's the February 4th right show, but that's not – I mean, it's, that's – Spivak and Lewis. They were probably talking. About, they were talking. They were probably talking about the. I can't see the two eighty four. I mean, Mount Makachev Volkanov is more exciting than Rodriguez and Emmett. But both are. Both I can't are really remember what the other fights, one was. Yeah. I can't remember what the other, yeah. one, was what the other yeah. one was that they were talking about. But yeah. they they had them listed, and maybe it was only three. Now that I think about it, like, but yeah. it was, yeah, definitely the ones you mentioned were were what they talked about. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, was. you could make a solid argument for that, but yeah. yeah. But but I mean, there's reasons. I mean, the yeah, because the, the the Gaslam one. I mean, they're just the bigger names. That's all. Like, well, Gaslam is for sure. He's the biggest yeah. name on that card, so he's got a headline. Um, and uh, you know, and then the the co-main. But then you'd rather see that co-main if it was going to go five. You'd rather see Jeff Neal and Imovov than uh, Gaslam and Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal and Shavkat Rachmanov. Shavkat Rachmanov. Yeah, yeah. Rachmanov is man. That's a. I don't think that's going five rounds anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jeff Neal's really good too. Wow. Oh, I'm glad my mic was off there. That was a loud sneeze. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's uh, that's. Oh, and uh, TJ, what's up with him? Okay. Yeah, TJ. He had his shoulder surgery, and surprise, surprise, he's already talking about possibly fighting again, even oh, though God. he took himself out of USADA. He said he's gonna he's gonna. I think his exact quote was, I'm going to see how outside business treats me before I ultimately decide my MMA future. Okay. So he's just saying if, if all of his business dealings don't work, he's basically saying if he, if he comes in a situation where he needs the money, he's going to come back and fight. 
which well, everybody he, everybody was calling his his whole pulling out of USADA. We talked about it last week. Everybody thinks he's pulling the McGregor, you know, saying he's retired so so he can you use all kind of illegal substances to help with his <laughs> shoulder recovery and then come back, then come back and fight again. So, uh, I'm, I pulled up that article. I sent he's you definitely, again for he's the, definitely feeding into those people who, who think that. Yeah. I looked up to see if he's in the odds to be the bantamweight champion by the end of 2023. And he's not Dominic Cruz is 18 to one. And, uh, and, and, TJ's not even in it. So. Since you have it pulled up, what's a uh, what's McGregor? Is he in anything? Uh, I doubt it. Uh, lightweight. Let me find it because it's not it's not really in order. Uh, I just got to find lightweight. Let's say lightweight. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's uh, 28, 28 to one. Twenty to one. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad bet. Pimblet is fifty to one. By the end of twenty twenty three, yeah, you're just flushing. It needs to be 350, 350 to one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but Neil Darius plus six hundred. I mean, I. I don't think he'll even fight for the title, but he's probably got as good a chance against Makachev as anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oliveira, 18 to one. That's, that's not a bad bet. Yeah. They could do a rematch. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some, yeah, some interesting long shots. Here. Bo Mark. Nickel, Bo Nickel, 25 to one. That's not happening. <laughs> I mean, he this may be the 20, next champion. 2020 you know? by the end of 2024. Yeah. If, if, if those were his odds by the end of 2024, I would make a bet on him today. Yeah, that's not that's not because I could I could easily see within two years. Connor is fifty to one to win the welterweight title. <laughs> that's just trying to get money. Like that's just trying to get Irish people to put money down. That's all that is. <laughs> he was talking on Twitter this weekend about fighting in middleweight. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see what if he's on that rankings. Oh no, I didn't. I just went and looked at the middleweight. He's not on there. Yeah. Uh, Bo Nichols twenty five to one. He's the longest underdog. Yeah, there's some. Uh, I should see if Ronda's in here under bantamweight. You know what? They don't even. They're not even doing bantamweight. <laughs> oh wait. Uh, yeah, no. There's no bantamweight or featherweight female rankings. Uh, so it's like, yeah. Surprised there's no bantamweight, but I mean, I guess the only two you put on there is probably Nunez and Pena. <laughs> I'm so yeah. I'm really surprised actually. Now that I'm looking at it. Uh, why isn't that on there? That's so weird. Yeah. Uh, in the future, yeah, no, I'm just double, triple checking. Yeah, it's not there. All right, uh, yeah, we're clearly stretching for time here, but we're just about done. We have some uh, fight announcements, a few more than we've had the last few weeks. So, what are the, yeah. some of the ones you want to highlight? Well, we talked about Lewis and Spivak. Okay, another fight for the Australian card. Uh, <coughs> UFC 284. Joel Alvarez against Zubera Takugov. I don't. I think that's at lightweight. So uh, then UFC Fight Night, February 18th, they're going to try again with Ovin St. Preux against Felipe Lins. We'll see. Uh, UFC Fight Night, uh, February 25th, uh, interesting middleweight fight, Andre Muniz against Brendan Allen. Then you also mm. have Andre Feely against Lucas Almeida. Uh, UFC 285 in Vegas, Cody Garbrandt back at Bantamweight against Julio Arce. Uh, a couple of fights for the London card, uh, big middleweight fight, Marvin Vittori against Roman Dolidze. And uh, Joanne Wood against Luana Carolina. And then for the San Antonio card, uh, Holly Holmes returned against Yana Kuninskaya, who's also returning. That'll be her first fight since giving birth to her and Tiago Santos's child. So wow. those are interesting ones. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, some, uh, uh, yeah, some real interesting ones there. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything, anything to add. I just noticed, uh, our boy Anthony Smith that we just talked about, eighteen to one. So 
Interesting. If he's going to be the backup, yeah, there's worse ways you can, worse odds out there. I mean, you never know. I think if he got put into that fight, he's probably got a better chance of winning than if he if it was booked now. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I think his his best odds are are uh, you know getting in there on short notice and surprising somebody. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then getting injured and not being able to defend the belt for the rest of the year. And hey, you cash your eighteen to one ticket. <laughs> um, all right, so that's gonna that's gonna just about do it. Um, you can check out uh, Ryan's coverage uh, of the man. You know, like it was the. Um, this past this past weekend's observer that just went out. There's a couple big stories at the beginning, so I didn't get to it this morning. Uh, but you had coverage of the UFC 282 uh, in there, and uh, this coming weekend you'll have coverage of this past week's show, and then you got a few weeks off. Um, and uh, and and for me, and yeah, I would say you know you can check out Ryan's coverage of whatever, but that's not going to be happening for almost a month. Uh, but if if you're desperate for MMA content, you can listen to uh, me and Josh Nason break down the year that was in 2022. And uh, that'll be, like I said earlier, on the uh, Wrestling Observer uh, feed on the same uh, – where however you found this one, just type in Wrestling Observer and you'll find that. And then, of course, uh, Jeff Hawkins and I will be back on the Dynamite show uh, this uh, Wednesday after Dynamite airs. And then I think we're doing a special show, a Boom Goes the Dynamite with Kevin Ely and James McDaniel, where we'll do like our year end awards for AEW. So you can uh, look for that in your podcast feeds over the holiday season. Uh, I think that I think we'll put that on the free feed, maybe even do it on YouTube. So uh, I think that's about it. So uh, Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show this week. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. And y'all have a great week. Later.